Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. All right, thank you very much, Johnny, for that wonderful, fantastic, super cool, superlative introduction. It is I, your host, Professor Paul Markle, and it's time to talk about making bold adjustments. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Student of the Gun University podcast. So unless you've been living under a rock or not paying close attention lately, uh, this last weekend we had our basic high elevation precision rifle class. Now we have a basic one and we have an advanced one. So we had the the basic one last weekend, and we've been doing that uh, for, well, 17, 18, 19, however long now. Uh, we started in 2017 doing our high elevation precision rifle classes. Been very well received, and, and it's fantastic because I like to shoot precision rifles. I like to shoot a bolt-action rifle. I enjoy putting one round on target on demand. And part of the lesson, part of the learning, is to learn your equipment and how to use your equipment. Now, for those of you that uh, have never shot long range, let me explain something to you. Uh, there's a reason why on a rifle scope, they have the, the external adjustable knobs. It's not just so you can zero your rifle for 100 yards. Now, there are rifle scopes where you take the cap off, you take the, the adjustment cap, you take that off, and you sit down at a bench or whatever on a rest, and you zero your rifle so that it's point of aim, point of impact, that's say, let's say 100 yards. Then you put the caps back on, and any shots you take from that point forward, you guesstimate, right? And if it's close... If it's close to 100, then you just hold in the center and you're probably going to hit the target. If it's farther, then we do this stuff called Kentucky windage or holdover where you kind of average and guesstimate the approximate distance and you hold over. But ladies and gentlemen, you can only do that for, well, relatively short distances. Let's say 400 and in, 300 and in. Precision rifle is all about putting a shot, one shot, on target, on demand, regardless of the circumstances. And what that means is if you discover or you realize that you have a target that's out in front of you that's 550 yards, rather than guesstimating, what you'll do is you'll grab that knob on top and you'll turn it, you'll elevate it until you get to the correct mechanical elevation for that rifle with that cartridge to hit a target at 550 yards. Now, as you progress out, and, uh, and often people, they'll be working on what they, we call their dope. They're working on it. We start at 100, then we go to 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 and 7 and 8 and 9 and, and 1,000 and 1,400, and we even shoot out to a mile. So let us say that uh, you're working on your dope, and you have what you think is a good 800-yard dope. You've got a spotter, and he's over, looking over your shoulder through the spotting scope. You touch off around, boom. You hit the dirt in front of your target, right? Maybe you hit the dirt 
five feet below the target. It's kind of hard to tell at 100 yards or, or 800 yards, that is. But uh, dirt kicks up in the grass way before that you got close to the target. Now, is one or two adjustments or what we call clicks, is two clicks going to bring you from the dirt up into that target? You're like, well, maybe. No, then not well, maybe. The answer is no. Here's what I can tell you. If you're 800 yards away from a target and, and you've dialed to what you think it is and you end up hitting the dirt and you just grab it and put two more clicks on there, that is not going to be anywhere near enough to get you back up into the target. And what we talk about and what we have discussed and what I'll tell them on the range is like, look, if, if you're estimating, if you're getting out there, if you think you've got it or you're close and you're way low, you need to make bold adjustments. Grab that knob and put five, ten additional, depending on what it is, it could be, I mean, different scopes are different. You have MOA scopes, you have quarter MOA, half, you have mil radian and so forth. But you need to make bold adjustments. Making tiny little micro adjustments is not going to get you where you need to be. And if you, you can do that, but it's going to take you way longer to get where you need to be than if you just made a bold adjustment. Very rarely when people are on the range and they make and they they shoot low, they get that dirt kick up in front of the target. Very rarely do they make an adjustment and end up shooting too high. Most of the time they make an adjustment and they're still low. Because they try they're they're timid. They don't want to make those bold adjustments because they're afraid. They're afraid to shoot too high. They're afraid they're going to go too high. Well, if you want to get on that target, if you want to have positive results, and you want to have them soon, sooner versus later, you need to make bold adjustments on your elevation knob, right? Well, we teach our students that, and we've talked about it, and uh, it occurred to me, well, it didn't just occur to me, but this lesson applies only, or excuse me, this lesson applies not only to the elevation knob on your rifle scope, but to other aspects of your life as well. Uh, if you want to, whatever, fill in the blank, you want to become a better, better pistol shooter, or you want to become a better rifle shooter or whatever, and you say, well, I'm going to, I want to become a better pistol shooter, so I'm going to dry fire for 10 minutes one day a week. Okay. Uh, will that, if, if you do that, if you dry fire for 10 minutes once a week, one time a week for 10 minutes, will it help you become a better shooter? Potentially. But not as much as if you did 20 minutes a day for five days if you take 20 minutes a day for five days and engage in dry fire, you're probably going to become better, faster, or more competent, faster. Let's say you want to lose weight. You're like, I, I look at myself in the mirror, or I tried to run up the stairs and I didn't make it, or uh, I need a nap halfway taken out the trash or whatever. So you realize you need to make a change in your life. How do we make that change? How do we affect that change? Do we lose weight by making tiny little micro adjustments to our diet? You're like, well, I usually eat three or four cookies a day. 
but uh, I'm going to change my habit to only eating two or three cookies a day. So I'm going to eat two or three cookies a day instead of three or four cookies a day, and that's going to help me lose weight. And this is when you say, duh, that's stupid. Of course, it's not going to work. Ah, but that's what we do to ourselves, don't we? Well, that's what we do to ourselves. We say, oh, I want to lose weight. And then we have one less or one fewer portion of spaghetti or whatever it is, or, or one fewer taco this week. I usually eat four tacos per sitting, but I'm only going to eat three tacos this time. And you say, well, I, I might. I got on the scale and I lost six ounces. Cool. Cool story, bro. So if you're 50 pounds overweight and you lose six ounces a week, how long is it going to take you to get down that 50 pounds? <sighs> mm, yes. And there's lots of other lessons. There's lots of other lessons we could apply that to, but those are the two obvious ones. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to affect positive change in your life, if you want to do something, if you want to improve, if you want to have a positive habit, if you want to instill a positive habit, whatever it happens to be, maybe it's reading the Bible every morning before you start your day or every evening before you close your day, or maybe it is I, I want to get in shape and I want to exercise more. So I'm gonna, I want to start the positive habit of walking. I'm going to walk around my block. Cool, that's a great thing. See, so I'm going to do it once a week. If you do that, if you do it once a week, is that really forming a good habit? Is that a bold adjustment? And you're like, no, it's not. But I mean, one time a week is better than zero. Okay, it's close to zero. One is close to zero. So if you decide, hey, I want to, Get, be more active, and so I'm going to go for a walk each day. You need to make a bold adjustment and commit to doing that each day until it becomes a positive habit. If you want to go to the gym, you need to make a, an adjustment and say, all right, I'm going every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for at least one hour per day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to do it all the time. That's a bold adjustment. Getting a, uh, a gym membership, going twice, and then promising yourself that sometime in the future you'll go back again is not a bold adjustment. That's a micro adjustment, right? Why? And then you just go occasionally or once in a while or when you feel like it. That's not a bold adjustment. And like I said, on the range, you can make little tiny micro adjustments and you might get to your goal eventually, maybe, or you can make bold adjustments and reach your goal much quicker, much quicker. Much more quickly. How's that sound? Does that sound good to you guys? All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. I truly appreciate it. Uh, and as always, please support the people who support us. Support Frog Lube, support Brownells, support Crossbreed Holsters, support High Point. Uh, support anybody who it is that, well, supports us. That would be that would be fantastical if you would do that. Uh, and also, I, I'm here to remind you that if you go to www. <laughs> Really? <laughs> if you go to studentofthegun.com slash C-U-L-T-U-R-E, that spells culture. If you do that, then you will be able to take advantage of, or you'll see where you can take advantage of using the student of the gun or SOTG promo code. 
And there's several right now. We have several companies that have partnered with us and they're offering the SOTG promo code. And if you use that, it does two things. Number one, it gives you a discount and it, and it helps you out. And number two, if you use that promo code, it lets those people know, hey, Paul's got somebody, at least at least one person is out there listening, and that's what's important. So uh, thank you very much for using that, and it's in the show notes. And uh, we'll talk to you again. I'm your host, Paul Markle, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.